to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, Lauren, nice to see you on the road again. Yes. Uh, we're here in Pasadena, California. Yes, but we're here for a very special reason. I know, exactly. And uh, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine jurors for World Car of the Year Award. Right, and there's a lot more, but I think there's over 100 yeah, like of them 100. globally, yes. Not everybody made it, but let's go around the ones that we have here, like make a little introduction. Hello, I'm uh, Jens Meiners. I'm basically the head of the jury this year. Um, I'm based in Germany and in New York City, and I'm really happy to be here, and I'm very proud to be on your podcast for the second time now. Yeah. Well, my first time, so thank you. Uh, Siddharth Vinayak Patankar from India. I've been on the jury for almost a decade now, and uh, I'm very excited to be here again. I was there before, but they kicked me out, and then I came back. (laughs) All right, but so you you still have more years than me then. Scotty Reese. I am on the steering committee of World Car Awards and the North American representative on the steering committee. I am Jose Carlos de Mier, representing the Latinos of U.S. But you're from Spain. I'm from Spain, but I'm a, but I consider myself Latino, yeah. Spanish. Yeah, you're from Miami. Mexi- you're more Mexican than me, by and the I'm way. Mexican we, Spanish. And I'm Mexican Spanish. I'm Mexican Spanish. I'm Reno Kakirplani, and I'm from India. And I'm Yogendra Pratap. I'm one of the five Indian jurors on the uh, World Car Awards. Six it is, actually. <laughs> Six. Six, okay. My name is Al Vasquez, and I'm representing Latinos from the U.S. and all Latin America, all the countries, a lot. Wow. So uh, we're this here. This is really cool. It's very global. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I, again, we only have a few here. There, are, How many are there, gents, uh, in total? I think we have 102 now. 102. Yeah. And representing how many countries? Oh, gosh, how many countries do we have? 38? 28? Close to 30 countries. Wow. Wow. So very interesting competition, obviously, because the industry, I think, is in a very important moment in uh, in the history of the whole automotive industry that uh, we are, like, in a tipping point. We're seeing it. I drove with Jose Carlos yesterday. He was on the e-tron gtrs beautiful car i know an amazing car and i was in the bmw m3 competition so (laughs) like very different i know but very interesting also because i think the the regular ice cars Mm -hmm. are in the top it's never been better and now the Uh, electric cars are coming out and they're like we can argue a little bit with uh, jens and carlos here which is better, but what do you think? Well, you know me. I am all about <laughs> horsepower and melting dinosaurs, and I'm not getting rid of my toys. So five, 590 horsepower is not enough? No. I've got <laughs> 750 in one of my cars, one of my street cars. So what do you think, James? Last night we were having a very interesting conversation, but uh, you have to agree we're at the point where electric cars are becoming more prevalent, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, thanks to um, subsidies and uh, thanks to political pressure, media pressure, um, I am very doubtful whether electrics are actually better for the environment, to be honest. And I think there are very interesting alternatives. The best alternative to me seems to be synthetic fuels. Uh, because you they're developing in China a lot, right? And Porsche is doing that too? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It is a growing topic and I think it's going to take off rapidly if, when people realize how expensive electrification it will be and what it will mean for their mobility. That said, um, there are a lot of electric cars that are fun to drive, that are absolutely stunning. Um, great designs. Car makers are saving some of their greatest designs, of yeah. course, to push electrics. I mean, um, 
uh, give me an uh, RS e-tron uh, with a gasoline <laughs> engine, okay? <laughs> I would take that. So it's very, inter very interesting because, for example, a lot of people think about like big countries, like big cities like Delhi and Mexico and Sao Paulo, electric cars would make sense there. Is that the case? I mean, yes, I see why on paper that makes sense. But then, you know, country like India, most of our energy comes from thermal plants. So, yes, where does the electricity come from in the first place? Do we have enough? We're, we're still struggling to, you know, make sure we have enough supply. So let's not forget about markets like that, right? India, Southeast Asia, large parts of Latin America and Africa, where you have large volumes. You're going to see a considerable part of that volume continuing for many years with ICE. Yeah. So should that mean that a lot of automakers, as they're declaring today, should just stop developing new engines? Should they just stop developing ICE cars? I'm not so sure because, uh, you know, it's not just about the volume, but it's also about the kind of consumer demand. Like yeah, even what with people diesel, really want. Yeah, even with diesel today, diesel's not dead. I so know. What, what happens with those people who still expect that? I think we have to answer that question. Yeah. So, Scotty, you live in Austin, right? I live in Austin, Tesla Texas, is moving yes. to Austin, I heard. What do you think about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, Austin has one of the highest rates of registered EVs yeah. in the country. And my experience with driving an EV is it's one of the most liberating things ever to not have to go to the gas station, to be able to fuel up at home or fuel wherever you happen to be at the grocery store or whatever is incredible. And the experience of driving an EV is liberating. It's just so instantaneous and the modern designs are spectacular. So I think the auto industry is really setting up quite a uh, challenge for itself. It's, you know, the you're, we're in an era where cars are all about passion and enthusiasm. And you look at how manufacturers have honed their lines and their offerings to what people really love and how they live their lives. And now electrification enters that that arena yeah. so that people can really buy the car that makes them happy. Yeah. Jose Carlos, you were very impressed with the e-tron. I mean, like, you said that it was, even if it was even better or, like, close to the M3. I mean, the driver was better than you. <laughs> no. Oh, I was, driving the, I was driving the M3, so I, I was better? About the driver, I have no well, doubt. About the, has a yeah. <laughs> about the car, we can discuss. About the driver, don't. No, I'm, I'm with Scotty. I, I think talking about passion and talking about what is fun to drive, I mean, electric cars are super fun to drive. Acceleration is great. Yeah. And you have a... Um, um, gravity pretty low and uh, I mean you can drive pretty fast even though if they are not the best solution for the environment they are great yeah. and they're fun so in Ind India is a big country right so like I don't know exactly the measurement like the distances but like there's like big distances like here in the That's US right. how's the infrastructure going on in India with electric cars it's not great at the moment uh, and range anxiety is the biggest hurdle to EVs in India. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem that we have. But um, in saying that, I agree with most of what everybody else has said. Uh, and while EVs are getting to be fun, I think they still lack that emotion, you know, the, the vibration, the, the sound that you get from an internal combustion engine. There's nothing like it. It's different if you're an enthusiast. It's difficult to enjoy. Yes, you get instant torque. Yes, you get acceleration. But it still feels like something's missing along the line. And so I think uh, range anxiety is the biggest problem for us in India. The fact that we don't have infrastructure and it's coming very, very slowly. So the artificial noises that the BMW has developed like with 
famous artists don't, don't cut it for you? Yeah, I don't think we've appreciated it coming through the speakers, even in internal combustion engines. <laughs> yeah. I think in yeah, EVs... Yeah, that's a fake sound too. Yeah, yeah. So in EVs, you know, you, you know that it's, it's just not there. And I think, yeah, for me, the emotion is missing. But I think the fun to drive is still there. Yeah. But the emotion is missing. And if you've never driven an internal combustion engine, you'd love an EV. But if you've driven an internal combustion engine, there's just something else to it. Yeah. Uh, what cars did you drive today, both regular IC cars and electric that you prefer or like better? So uh, electric cars, I mean, I think what is missing is the individuality. They're all, They're all very similar, very similar. You don't get uh, the difference between a four-cylinder engine, a V6 or a V8, the uh, kind of power delivery, it's all the same in electric uh, motors. And uh, that's where I think the biggest difference lies. You, Everything is becoming exactly the same. And today I drove, I think, uh, the uh, Volvo uh, Recharge. C40 Recharge. C40 Recharge. Yeah, very nice car to drive, uh, excellent. I don't have any complaints with it, but I don't love it. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. And you don't love any electric cars, right, Al? No, I've been, from the beginning, <laughs> I've been speaking about, not that I don't like him, that it's not, we're not ready for it. We're ready for 100 electric cars. We're not ready for millions of electric cars all over the cities because their cities are not ready for that yet. What are you going to do in New York City if you only have electric cars? What are they going to charge? It's not ready for that. So, plus... In plus, New York City, you walk, you know, right. or take well, the subway. Uh, well, but, but <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an yeah, example. It's an example. Plus, I... I've been attacked really bad in my videos <laughs> for speaking a, a, about this. They say, oh, you don't love the environment, but it has nothing to do. These electric cars are contaminating as much or more than gas cars. So, yeah. so one, Lauren, I think one, you're in the same pace, right? Well, the one thing that's important to note is Porsche has designed with Exxon. They're working on e-gas. We've got renewable diesel, which is out there, which is actually less expensive here in California than regular gasoline. And we're starting to see the the renewables and reusing and creating synthetic fuels that you can put in your everyday car that will have zero coming out the tailpipe. That is cool. So if, if all of this electric push led to that, would that be something pretty cool? That you could drive your Porsche, your Mercedes, yeah, your whatever, your Ford, and have nothing come out the tailpipe. That would be a But great I remember, uh, Jens, maybe you were there like 10 years ago, I think. It was a BMW 7 Series at the LA Auto Show that is coming up this week, actually. And it uh, was a hydrogen-powered car, and it read on the side of the car, like, we are ready so for where you are. Meaning, like, when the infrastructure and everything it's ready for a hydrogen car will be, BMW already had the technology 10 years ago, but it hasn't happened anything with that either in 10 years. Uh, BMW was early with the hydrogen combustion engine, which has a lot of advantages and it drives like a gasoline car, can, the engine can be built on the same lines. Uh, but you have massive issues, of course, in operating the car, uh, mainly the, the evaporation uh, of the fuel. You park it for two weeks, the tank is empty. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's, there's uh, safety uh, issues of the uh, hydrogen cars. They're, they're solving that at great cost, um, but there is still the question of um, getting the hydrogen into cars. Hydrogen fuel stations, um, you need to to put to use extreme pressure you need to I cool know. it down it's three very times it is extremely expensive um one thing i will give uh, hydrogen um it's more convenient than a battery electric vehicle 
because yeah. you can travel, you can refill it in a couple of minutes. And, um, uh, but beyond that, I don't think they are a viable solution. I think the solution, as Lauren said, are synthetic fuels, e-fuels, and let's not dismiss fossil fuels at all because um, we, need, we need to keep the economies running too. Yeah, okay, so we're not gonna solve that debate in 16 minutes, so <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about the cars that are competing this year in the, I mean, not on the, the World Car of the Year Awards. We only have 22 here, but there are more, right, in the list? There's a lot of cars that obviously couldn't make it here, but uh, what's interesting is there's a really wide variety, and yet this year, across categories, we have a lot more EVs. And then, you know, one of the things that all of us at the steering committee got excited about this year was the introduction of the electric vehicle of the year. Um, that's a recognition of where the market is going yeah. and what's happening across the world. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really great variety of vehicles this year across different body types and different fuel types as well. Yeah. So, Scotty, we are going to announce the... Oh, oh, you know more than me. Like, tell me what the schedule <laughs> of the awards. So we do our test drives now through the end of January, and we'll vote January 31st. Uh, and we'll have a that vote will result in a top 10 World Car Award list, so the finalists, and top five in each category. And then we'll do our final voting uh, the 1st of March, and then we will announce the winners at the New York Auto Show in April. And right. then we've extended the dates this year because of the pandemic, just to make sure right. that jurors have a have a wider More chance window to, to, yeah. drive, to uh, drive everything. And like, let's uh, have a cross finger for New York to happen, right? Because it's been how many <laughs> yeah. years now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we've been doing online, uh, you know, announcements, and we don't want any more online events. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think any of us. We, we're loving this. We're loving yeah, what's exactly. happening right now. Yeah. So. We're together. We like enjoying cars and yeah. the people, company. So, Lauren, very interesting because obviously. Uh, we also are the North American Car of the Year Award, and we are yeah. announcing our finalists right. in this week. So is Al. Yeah, Al too. Yeah. So a little of a cross path there, but like really good cars in general in the automotive industry a, right now, right? A lot of great product out there, and, and like everyone was saying, there's some exciting product that has beautiful design, whether it be electric or combustion. And everyone asks me, you know, what's the hottest thing of the show? It seems very polar opposite. It's all electric or huge power like hemis and yeah. <laughs> shelby mustangs and corvettes with the z06 is going to be there i know and then the other polar opposite we've got, we've got an electric car it's very calm <laughs> yeah so very interesting very yeah. busy week also yeah. here in la yeah. there's events uh, going on for toyota and another world, electric car world car tv <laughs> is something that our listeners should uh check out because Sid has been hosting it with Scotty yeah. all along, and that has been really exciting. Let's get another uh, uh, push on that because I think it's really important for more people to know about that. World Car TV, the idea is that on YouTube we have the World Car channel, but instead of just putting out stuff that World Car does, it's more about what our jurors are doing, what are they driving, uh, and you know the, the variety of vehicles that we get to see is something that nobody else really has on one platform because yeah. sometimes these vehicles are specific to a particular region or a market, and yet they're competing, of course, on the world stage for the awards. So it's a great way to sort of stitch everything together in terms of really understanding the process of what our jurors do and the kind of variety of vehicles that we're actually driving right through the year. Yeah. And today, Jose Carlos, we drove a very interesting Volkswagen. The, what was the name? T Tygoon. Tygoon. Tygoon, which Tygoon. is uh, similar to the Taos. Is the T-Cross? The T-Cross. And what is called in China? Anybody knows what is called in China? 
because it's the same car. No, the Taos is the Taru in China. I don't know what the T-Cross is in China. I, I think it's the same car. Taos and... and well, Volkswagen would know because there's, there's the Taos, <laughs> the Taigo, the... I've lost count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, promise, they promise no more like weird names, but I guess they haven't been... They're, they're all between the MQB A1 and the MQB A0. Yeah. I hope someone can keep track of it because yeah. I can't. <laughs> exactly. Well, here we are. Thank you very much to everybody here. Uh, we are going to enjoy another day for test drives tomorrow and then we go to LA for the auto show. Yeah, right? and after, and uh, we'll see everybody again and uh, I'm honored to be on the jury. Yeah, me too. We're so glad to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.